Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a live Christmas Eve Eve edition of Way In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin. We'll be joined tonight with co-host Jonathan Niklo shortly. I wanted to say uh, whatever it is you say, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is. This Christmas, you know, we're low-key, not doing too much. Not a big deal, not spending a ton of money the way Christmas should be. So we're just going to lay low, spend time with family, and focus in on what matters the most, and that is college football. Right, Jonathan? I mean, that's really at the end of the day, college football is what matters most. Am I right? Oh, of course you're right. I mean, (laughs) what's the most important day of the year? Well, I don't know, whenever your team plays your rival. (laughs) I mean, we all know that Christmas. Christmas comes once a year, and it's usually when Florida State beats Florida. Which is usually all the time, isn't it? I mean, that's a... oh God, it hasn't since Bobby Bowden showed up. Yeah, they've owned them. But, you know, happy, merry Christmas. I haven't been that excited for Christmas. This has probably been one of the worst years of my life, and we're not going to get into all that. But, you know, it's just I'm ready for 2015 to say bye-bye. I'm ready mm-hmm. for it to go, and it will go down in the record book as one of the best years of my life and one of the worst years. And when you have years like that, Jonathan, when they're that polar, you know, it's like there's not in between. It's either great or it's terrible. That's when it can have an emotional impact on you. But you know what? I just keep fighting every day. That's how I do it. God gives me strength, and I keep fighting, and Keep bringing your good radio. We've got Jonathan here co-hosting the show now. He is he is the full-time co-host of Way In Sports Talk. So congratulations and thank you for taking that. Oh, uh, you know, as always, you you deliver great Christmas presents, Brian. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's 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 always a blast to be on here with you guys. And you know, like you said, 2015 was a year with. A complete polar opposite of emotions. Um, I mean, I was I was recently struck by a tragedy a couple of days ago, and you know that's you're just ready for 2016 because it's got to be better, right? <laughs> that's what we always say. Next year's going to be better. It, next, it can next year we're both going to go to the gym. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's both. Well, next year I can see it. I can see Auburn and Florida State both being undefeated. Both being undefeated Ooh. and 
mm. playing in the national championship. Auburn edging them out by a field goal. And the next year, Auburn, Florida State play again, and Florida State edges them out by a field goal. How does that work? Ah, I'd rather win two championships in a row. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't be greedy now. I'm giving you. The, the, the can, chat can I room is the open. first one? <laughs> no, I need that one, man. I need it bad. Like, you, you had the last one. You had the last one, and and that was and see we're we're bitter rivals here. Our, you know, Jonathan and I we played each other. Trey was a co-host on this show. Still is a co-host at times. And and um, see, even after Florida State beat Auburn, there wasn't any heckling or anything. Just some fun smack talk a little bit, and we move on with it because. There's more going on in life than football, but it is nice to win. But um, let's, mm-hmm. you know, the other night, Jonathan, I went off, and uh, mm-hmm. and we we talked about it as soon as we got on there. Can you hear me? Okay, do I sound good? The quality. You sound you sound like a voice of an angel, man. Okay, thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I went off, and we started this show. Uh, Beckham, Odell Beckham. Remember, I went off about his dirty play, mm-hmm. and Norman got signed. Beckham got suspended a game. He appealed and he won. Jonathan, I, what is the what did Goodell see? What or what did the NFL see? First to suspend him, and second to reverse it. I mean, come on now, this is a joke. Um. No, nah, he lost that appeal, man. He he's still suspended this week. Oh, I thought he won it. I thought he won it. No, nah, no, he lost the appeal. Uh, he's still going to be oh, suspended okay. for the Vikings game. So hats off on uh, on the NFL that's for right, sticking that's right. to their guns. And um, from what I heard, people thought NFL I was crazy, t- Jonathan. <laughs> people thought I was crazy because I was calling for the guy to be suspended, and they're like. Oh, Tarvin, you're just a Panthers fan, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, this is, this is bad. This is, this mm-hmm. is real bad. If you want to call in and weigh in six four six, seven one six five five six four, tell us what you think of Odell Beckham and and his annex. We'd love to hear from you. But Jonathan, go ahead. Didn't mean to cut you off, but hey, he he deserved a, at least two games, but he got one. I'll take. Right. I mean, from what I heard um, from from some circles was that the NFL essentially told Beckham, look, if we don't suspend you, we can't ever suspend anybody else ever again. A. (laughs) B, your lawyers are terrible. Um, They they don't know what a defense is against anything. And, you know, the guy who heard his appeal was James Thrash. Now, for those of you who have no idea who James Thrash is, he was a wide receiver for the Eagles and the Redskins in late 90s, early 2000s. Um, he was actually a Wes Welker-type receiver before that became popular. He, he was definitely before his time. But James Thrash over, you know, was the one who heard his appeal. And as a fellow receiver, he still upheld the suspension. And I think that's very telling because it could have been Thrash or Derek Brooks. And we all know Derek Brooks would have told him, yeah, go away. You're lucky you didn't get two. So um, there's just – and now there, there's this whole, the NFL, and I, I think it's the NFL leaking things. I really do, because he was just on the Madden cover. They've made him the face for a lot of their advertising and things like that. But so much negativity is now being leaked about how the Panthers were talking to him and threatened him and da-da-da-da. Yeah, with baseball it. bats. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Come on. When was the last time you saw somebody get attacked with a baseball 
bad on the field by an opposing team. Seriously? <laughs> exactly. I mean, Purdue brings a sledgehammer out before every game. As Florida State brings a spear out before every game, the mascot for Arizona State has a pitchfork. LSU's mascot is actually a live tiger. I'm not afraid of that. Why would I be afraid of somebody bringing a baseball bat? And and what about the gay slurs? I mean, really, do you think – I mean, you look at Odell Beckham anyway. He plays in the NFL. Chances are he's not gay. And and I don't know about you, but every time I, I play basketball or anything, I hear homophobic slurs, racial slurs. That doesn't mean you have to go off and act crazy, you know. I mean, you're in the yeah. NFL, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, have some thick skin. Um, and supposedly Michael Irvin piped up today that he's been dealing with it all year, to which I say, if he's been dealing with people directing slurs towards him all season, maybe he might want to stop and reevaluate a couple of things he's doing. If he's garnered and generated such a negativity towards him, Maybe he needs to stop and go, wait a minute. Other than the fact that I'm extremely talented, guys don't just chase after you like this because you're talented. They don't attack you and hound you. Uh, There's obviously something else going on here that I've done or that's been said or something. I would try to get to the bottom of it. You know, if everybody on every other team is saying this, well, I've obviously done something or somebody's saying something. And he just went, you know, he was stolen, you know, he got caught on video throwing punches against the Bills. Uh, I saw, we saw him with his temper tantrum against the Bucks. That was that was real infant like. And then we see this against oh. the So maybe Odell Beckham Jr. needs to pull, you know, pull his head out of you know all of his glory, and sit there and reevaluate himself and go, what am I doing wrong? As a, as a fellow football player, to where these guys don't want to be teammates with me, they'd rather attack me. Yeah, and and here's the deal, Norman. You're a good corner, but it's not like you're some you're Revis or somebody. You know, settle down a little bit, Norman. Now you're not the greatest, but how do you like uh, Norman calling out uh, Roddy White? Roddy White said something and. About him being tough, he didn't really think he was tough, and he's like, "What are they talking about? The fifth receiver for the Falcons? I mean, really?" He said, "Was he got one catch and a touchdown this year? He, he wasn't too far off." But I like him coming back. What What has Roddy White got to do with anything? Who is Roddy White anyway? He's on the the crappiest team in the in the NFL. One of them that just got pistol whipped by Norman. But yeah, he wants to talk trash. If you don't have a dog in the fight, Jonathan, why do you open your mouth? Especially when you're playing them this week. Do you know how bad Carolina's going to beat him now just because he opened mm-hmm. his mouth? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I do. I, Roddy White had no business inserting uh, himself into the conversation. I don't know if that's a whole I'm, I'm stepping, uh, standing up for a fellow receiver or what, but Roddy White opened his mouth a lot this year, and nothing's been positive. And, uh, I mean, I heard one of the comments he made was, oh, well, you know, they only play a cover two, so how good is he really? Um, I don't know. Ask Rondé Barber how good the cover two was to his career. I mean, ask Richard Sherman how good the cover three, cover four that they run has been good for him. Nobody wants to face Rondé. Nobody wanted to go up against Richard Sherman, and they run zone-predicated teams. Their defenses are zone teams. They'll beat you man-to-man in their zone. Mm-hmm. Just because they run a cover and, two doesn't mean he's not bossing you. And, yeah, and plus, who cares? I mean, I mean, Ronnie needs to remember – Norman's not covering him. Norman's covering Julio Jones. So who are you talking to? 
Yeah, and I think Julio made a comment about it too a little bit. So we'll see what Julio does. But here's what the, the matchup is in that game. Watch out for. Watch out for that defensive line of of Carolina coming after Matt Ryan again and again and again. And this game's on turf now. People think okay. There's a home field advantage here. There's not really a home field advantage. There will be more Panthers fans there than there will be Falcons fans. Cam Newton's from Atlanta, Jonathan. Let's let's be real. Do you think a lot of Falcons fans are eager to get into the stadium and watch their team get beat? Or do you think a lot of Panthers people are going to buy up those tickets and come and try to see history? Oh, I mean, a lot of Panther fans are definitely going to be there to, to you know support their team and you know, obviously he's going to have family and friends there and things like that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 50-50 split on the crowd. Uh, you know, and I have no problem yeah. that it might be that aggressive. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and look, Carolina, that dome, Cam Newton has won so many games in that. I don't even think he's ever lost in there, honestly. He won mm-hmm. He won in the SEC championship. He's beat, I think he's beaten Atlanta a lot, but – but here we are coming up on week 16, Jonathan, but I want to head back to week 15 real quick, if you don't mind, and talk about the mm-hmm. the later games that went on that day. You remember when we were on the phone, it was 27-13 to 13 Denver over Pittsburgh. I don't know what happened at halftime, but they went on a 21 to nothing run. Osweiler looked like crap. Denver couldn't stop them. Pittsburgh won the game 34-27. to 27. They solidified themselves as a wild card. I mean, they're probably not going to win the division because Cincinnati's not going to lose two in a row, I don't think. But Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. to me, right now, is probably the favorite to make it to the Super Bowl if they can get in those playoffs. I agree. Um, I think Pittsburgh is really a team nobody wants to play. Uh, but I do want to say, you know, just watching Denver, why is Vernon Davis still allowed on the football field? Hey, I mean, you hit him right in the hand, and catch. the boy drops everything. I mean, he can't catch. Cannot you, catch. You ever, you ever, uh, you ever, you ever, you ever see necessary roughness? That's who, of course. That's who he reminds me of. Oh, the speedster. Yeah, the track guy. Yeah, he can't uh, catch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, it's like um, uh, just like in the replacement where he had to throw the football yeah. into the guy's face mask, and then you stick him. Yeah. Um. Demarius Thomas, if a ball is thrown below his waist, he drops it. It's embarrassing. You're right. And, and, and um, you said it. And I think that, that miss, that drop by Davis, was the turning point of that football game. Would you agree with that? I think if he had he caught that ball, we, we may be looking at a Denver victory right there. I agree. I think he catches that football game over. Um, and, you know, obviously yep. the missed extra point came back and bit them really bad, you know. At least it, it hurt Vegas pretty bad, but it definitely bit Denver <laughs> in the rear end. Um, and uh, calling, and this is this is what really bothers me. Okay, you're struggling to pass the football. There's no doubt about that in the second half, right? Why aren't you trying to establish the run some more? You're up 20 to 10. Run the football, and this Denver team either can't run the football, doesn't want to run the football, or I mean, literally, they can't. I mean, they can't. It, I mean, Kubiak's got to figure something out because that's the second week in a row that they've completely melted down in the second half. The defense has been left on the field too long, and Osweiler's told the to throw thirty times with the double digit mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's bad yeah, coaching I, by Kubiak. You, you, you can't you can't make it to the playoffs, Jonathan, and win go deep without running the football. 
Denver's in jeopardy not only now, they're they're in jeopardy of, of losing their division. They still they play Cincinnati this week, which is no gimme. And they play San Diego. And you know how San Diego plays at the end of the year, Jonathan. You know they're always there to ruin somebody's season. That's how San Diego does it. That's their their MO. But let's let's go to the Kansas City Chiefs a minute. Playing some of the best football the last few weeks, they end up with Cleveland and Oakland, both home games. So there is a scenario here where Kansas City wins this division, putting uh, Denver in the wild card round, isn't there? Yeah, there there is. There's also a scenario where, uh, believe it or not, Denver might not make the playoffs. Still haven't clinched the playoff spot. Honestly, they don't deserve it, in my opinion, right now. The way they're they're playing right now. When when is Peyton coming back, in your opinion? Um. I mean, from I heard a report that Archie said he's been playing with uh, this injury for a while now, and my whole thing is Peyton Manning needs to understand if he's hurt, he can't play football. He's at a point in his career where if he's injured, he can't do it. Physically, can't overcome it. So if he's you know he's got to raise his hand and say, "Look, I'm hurt." Now, from what I've heard, you know there was that report about how he won't take second team reps, and then. He vehemently denied it, which, I mean, what quarterback wants to say, yeah, I, I would love to be the backup. But I think Manning, if Osweiler looks bad in the first half, we might see Manning this week. It all depends. I mean, if Kubiak, if Denver gets the bye week, if they can get the two seed and get the mm-hmm. bye week, we, that might be when we see Manning back. I mean, you know, but Denver's got to beat Cincinnati for that. Yep. And then you know if they lose, they're not they they don't have a chance. But let me ask you this, and we'll we'll go over the games to talk about one more. Carolina has zero losses. Arizona two. The fact that Carolina has not clinched home field advantage means to me that Arizona has the tiebreaker. Correct, or am I missing something mm-hmm. here? Why would Arizona have a tiebreaker? Um, Arizona has a, Arizona does have a tiebreaker. Um, and it has everything to do with if Carolina loses that, it'd be two divisional games. And if Arizona wins that, I believe they would have only lost one divisional game at that point, and that's what the tiebreak would be. So if Carolina gotcha. wins this week, they would clinch. Good. Okay. So so with a Carolina win, and, and here's the deal, Ron Rivera, if you're out there, Rest your players accordingly, fairly. Do not sit people out. Do not get out of this rhythm you're in right now. Stay on the field. Let your body keep continuing to play. Agree, Jonathan? I mean, do not – I mean, just don't. I mean, you, you, you can rest Cam Newton. That's okay. You know, rest rest Cam Newton a little bit. Let Anderson get get a half in. But don't do not bench your players for an entire game. Would you agree with that? Uh, I do agree with that. I'm a firm believer in that as somebody who had to witness Tony Dungy uh, do that in Tampa and watch the struggle in the playoffs. Um, I would say that if a guy is hurt and, I mean, has a legitimate injury, not, oh, well, you know, he's sore. You know, he's dinged up. I'd say give them the week off, you know, like Jonathan Stewart got last week. You know, you don't want to push them too hard at this point uh, because, you know, you're trying to achieve greatness. But the greater goal here is win the Super Bowl. So let those guys that are injured give them time to get healthy. But also don't just sit guys because you know they're not feeling right. Make them you know and make sure they play. You still want to go out there and be competitive. You want to go beat Atlanta. Going sixteen and zero and going into the playoffs with all that momentum 
is better than going, you know, losing to Atlanta and you know beating Tampa. You don't have momentum at that point. Your season was crushed, and now you're trying to rebound and refocus. Mm-hmm. Just keep rolling along. Keep building this. Yep. Build it, build it, and build it. And I'm, I'm looking like Atlanta may be a good, you know, like this past weekend against the Giants when it was 35-7, to had the momentum, not a shift. That would have been a good time to let Anderson play the fourth quarter. Let, let some other people get some defensive reps and stuff. And, and hopefully between the next two weeks, um, Tampa, they're eliminated from the playoffs now, so you really don't care about that game. But I hope that Atlanta is kind of a game like that. But I like I like it the fact that Atlanta's playing tough games because that's what the playoffs are going to be, Jonathan. I mean, Carolina's not beating people by fifty points. They're they're playing teams tough, and teams are playing them tough. They know how to win, and that's what's going to benefit them. So I don't look for Carolina to get up to thirty five to nothing lead for the most part and rest players. I look for them to not take too many chances to get some of these defensive players hurt, but. Uh, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. And the, the Sunday night game was just a shellacking, man. Arizona, you know, I thought Philly was going to win the football game. I'll go ahead and say that on, on the radio here so you can laugh at me. I thought Philly had a good shot to be in a home a night game to pull off a win, Jonathan. They get beat 40-17. to 17. I mean, they're they're not technically eliminated. But, uh, man, Chip Kelly, you got to be wondering if they're going to keep him around losing like that. I mean, you get embarrassed by 23 points at home. I know Arizona's good, but come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was a bad game. Right after that, David Johnson, his incredible touchdown run where it seemed like, you know, he just shed the whole defense on his way in. I think that's when the spirit broke. Uh, you saw it. It just, you know, the team just didn't look right after that. Uh, Sam Bradford got that look in his eye, that little squirrely, I don't know what I'm doing here thing. Um, yeah. And it was just a route from there on. I mean, I'm I'm going to be honest. I laid the point. So, obviously, I'm in a great mood. Uh, you're happy. Yeah. yeah. You're happy. But let me, let me tell you this about Chip Kelly, and you tell me what you think. I don't think he's had a quarterback yet. Look at the quarterbacks he's had. They all suck. I mean, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't. They don't run the system that he runs. I think he would be better off with Tim Tebow running that offense than what he's had in the past. So what, what's the chances of him trading, drafting, getting a quarterback that can move? And, and that's the problem. Bradford and what's the other guy's name last year that sucks, that plays for the Rams now? Yeah, I mean, these guys are terrible quarterbacks. These guys are bottom feeder quarterbacks. These are Fitzpatrick kind of quarterbacks. So is it is it fair to blast Chip Kelly right now? And and everybody's upset about what he did to Murray benching him. Chip Kelly's sending a message. Hey, you're not my running back. Uh, you went above my head. You went and tattled, running your mouth. Sit on the bench and shut up. We'll deal with you after the season. Isn't that what Chip Kelly said? He's just trying to show people that he's the man. And I, I respect him for that, Jonathan. Maybe you Maybe you disagree a little bit, but... But I respect Chip Kelly for for doing what he wants to do. Well, you see, my problem with Chip Kelly is, I mean, Nick Foles seemed like was perfect for a system, ran the system really well. Um, And I think that's something that Chip Kelly forgot in all reality was that that offense did a really great job under under Nick Foles. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, the whole thing with DeMarco Murray, I have a huge problem with Chip Kelly with this. 
a huge problem. I, I find that what you know, Chip Kelly. Um, how do you how do you say? Look, we're, we were trying to save money when we traded Lasan McCoy, and then you give the Markamari the money that you, you know you uh, traded away. You gave him Lasan's money. Signed Ryan Matthews. Traded Nick Foles on a rookie minimum for Sam Bradford making sixteen million. I mean, they want, they spent more money in the offseason while they were saving money. I mean, don't lie to us. We're not stupid. We can count numbers. Believe it or not, people, you know, the American public can count. Uh, you know, and for you to go and get the Marco Murray, spend that money and then sit here. The reason people are upset is because DeMarco is an excellent football player. There's no doubt about that. And you can see that DeMarco Murray is actually, he's upset that he's not playing. And very often we see a guy take that big contract and then he's like, okay, I'm done. DeMarco's upset he's not on the field. There you, that's I was about I think to say that. That's people. a good point. I, th- I think that's a good point, Jonathan. That's a good point. He could be sitting over there saying, ah, you're, you're paying me a lot of money anyway. Do what you want. But he's just like, play me, coach. You know, I want to be a part of the team. And, and uh, that's a good point. That's a real good point. You kind of swayed my opinion a little bit there. I'll take Which is hard to do. <laughs> Which is hard to do. Which is hard to do. But that's right. I mean, but but I mean, he 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 is good, you know. But he was he had the benefit of being on that Dallas D offensive line last year, and he got paid. I, I wish he had stayed in Dallas. I bet he does too. I mean, even money. It just doesn't sound like he, he cares about the money that much. I mean, he cares about it, but I guarantee you, if he had it to do over again. But if Romo's out, he may not. But I don't know. Chip Kelly, in the NFL, you have to be a player's coach, you know. You have to. You can't be some Nick Saban disciplinarian. It didn't work out for him, you know, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out for Urban Meyer. Or who, Was it Urban Meyer went to the NFL or no? Who was it else? Spurrier? Uh, and, uh, Spurrier. Yeah, but, I mean, you have to be you, – you can't act like you're the, the boss, Bob. You know, it, it's – Maybe Chip Kelly's going to have to change the way he approaches these players, and uh, or go back to college one. So could he end up at at like Texas? Could he come back and coach at Texas? Could he, you know, do something like that? That's the million dollar question. And uh, so we'll, no. we'll we'll see about that. But let's 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 look at some games this weekend real quick. Uh, then we'll talk some bowl games, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what we got. The Eagles and Redskins. This is a must win for the Eagles. I mean, they're at home uh, Saturday, eight twenty-five Eastern kickoff. Favorite three, Jonathan. I'm gonna go with the Eagles to get the win, and uh, I mean, still a chance to win this division if they win this game, right? Yeah, if the Eagles win this game, it all comes down to Week 18 when they play the Giants. Um, you know, that that you know that's what it's setting up for. I'm actually going to go ahead and take the Redskins. Uh, I'll take the points, but I think they're going to win outright because if the Redskins win this game, they win the division. It's officially clinched for them. So you know they're going to be gunning for it, and I believe that they're going to get it done. So so if the Eagles beat the Redskins and they beat the Giants, they win the division. Right. Okay. All right. Well, here's the deal. Kirk Cousins on the road. Let's remember that. Kirk Cousins on the road, but Philadelphia haven't been playing great at home either. So we'll see. In another game, uh, the Colts going on the road against the Dolphins, getting a point and a half. 
Uh, it's just hard for me to pick the Colts right now, Jonathan. I'm sorry. I, I, they burned me too many times, and I, I, I just can't pick them. I'm going to go with the Dolphins here. Uh, yeah, I mean, this game in all reality is a dumpster fire. Um, if you bet on this game, there's something called Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, you might want to give them a call. You, you, you need to call it, Jonathan. You need to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, um, if, if I do have to, you know, make a prediction, um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Dolphins just because, I mean, at least we know who their quarterback is. Um you know, for the Colts, you got Matt Hasselback who's dying and probably Whitehurst who really wants nothing to do with it. I mean, he's made $17 million holding a clipboard. Who doesn't want to be Charlie Whitehurst? I know. I, please let me be Charlie Whitehurst. Please, Lord. Uh, Carolina goes on the road, 1 o'clock Eastern kickoff, laying seven points against the Falcons. Falcons with a big win this past weekend on the road at Jacksonville, but the the thing about the Falcons is consistency. You know, they want this game. It's a divisional game, but, you know, that's their first win in, in six tries. So they're 0-6, and they won that game. Do they have what it takes two weeks later after losing 38 to nothing to Carolina? Do you, do you think they figured it out in two weeks how to put up points on Carolina? I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just don't see this game – being a blowout like a thirty-eight to nothing game, but I could see like a, a thirty-one to seventeen type game, Jonathan. Yeah, I'm gonna lay the points, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lay them pretty comfortably. Um, I think Carolina's go, you know, they're, they're gonna take care of business. Um, Atlanta's just no match for them, um, no no match at all. Yeah, two weeks. I mean, two weeks. It'd be different if it was week two this score happened and Atlanta was playing better. Mm-hmm. But this was two weeks ago. They lost thirty-eight to nothing, and 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 the offensive line didn't get better in two weeks. You are what you are, Jonathan. In week sixteen, right? I mean, there's no secrets mm-hmm. anymore. You are who you are. You're not going to get better, probably not. So it is what it is. Carolina, if they don't cover, it'll be like last week where Vegas didn't want them to, and. Carolina threw the game, it looked like, almost uh, to just win by a field goal and it, to kill all these betters. But I, anyway, I, I won't talk about that too much. But <laughs> my, upset pick, my upset pick of the day, Jonathan, is New England's going to New York, and I'm going to pick New York to win this game. I don't think it really matters to New England as much. I know they, they know they're going to wrap up the number one seed eventually, but I think the Jets may get them in this one. And, uh Jets are ten and five, and the Patriots will be twelve and three. What do you think? Uh, I think nothing brings more joy to Bill Belichick than uh, than beating the uh, the Jets. Uh, Patriots know <laughs> they win this game; they they've clinched everything in the AFC. They can take a break, and I mean, if they win this game, they eliminate the Jets from the playoffs. And I think that I think that holds some weight. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Patriots. Uh, to go ahead and okay. you know, win this week and cover the three. Well, fair enough. But I just look at that and I just think the Jets playing good football right now, very good football at nine and five. Uh, win this week, you're in probably, right? The Jets are in the playoffs if they win. I think if they win this game, they're probably going to lock up that wild card. And You never know what can happen, man. But the Jets are a team, you know, if they had a quarterback, watch out. I mean, if they had a quarterback. 
Uh, but they, they're playing good. But I think they have what it takes to beat the Patriots, especially being at home. I think their defense is going to give the Patriots some problems. But, but let's talk about this good game. Odell Beckham's out. They go on the road to Minnesota, underdog five and a half points. I think that line would be probably at about three if Odell Beckham was playing, Jonathan. And I just don't think they can beat the Vikings on the road without him. So advantage Minnesota, right? Yeah, uh, I, after the I found out the suspension was upheld, to be honest with you, I went ahead and placed a bet on Minnesota. Um, New York's offense is obviously, you know, they're going to struggle. Uh, I think I think we all kind of see that coming with, with this news. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting though, because well, you know, I, I don't like doing this, but you're relying on Teddy Bridgewater to have a great, you know, have a good game, and he's just looked a little shaky in the second half of this season. Mhm. He sure has. We're both going with the Vikings, and and I guess the game. We'll talk about one more, and then the game of the day, of course. But Monday Night Football, the Broncos at home against Cincinnati. I mean, is there a bigger game this time of season right now than this one? What all it means? This is a huge game. Denver's at home, and Cincinnati with AJ McCarron. I just don't think AJ can go on the road and win in Denver. I don't. I'm going to pick Denver in this game, and I think it's going to be by two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a fun game um, for a little while. But, you know, with it being in Denver, I think that gives them a big advantage. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos as well to go ahead and cover the line, which I think is about three, three and a half. Three and a half. And the and to me, the game of the week. Come on. I know, you know, I'm a Green Bay fan this week, too. But but anyway, if Carolina wins, here's the deal. If Carolina wins the 1 o'clock game, Jonathan, where does Arizona go in this game against Green Bay? I mean, do they care as much? Because they're really locked into that two seed if Carolina wins. What are they going to – are they going to go out there and try to beat Green Bay? Are they going to arrest players? Are they going to let Carson Palmer, the injury-prone quarterback, are they going to sit him because – you look at this schedule, they play Green Bay and Seattle back-to-back weeks. That's not easy. So if you're Arizona and Carolina wins that game, what do you do in this game? Uh, well, if I'm not mistaken, Arizona um, – oh, no, they did clinch the division last week. Never mind. Um, well, that's a great question. What do you do if you're Arizona? I mean, I think, honestly, if you're the Cardinals, you go into this game realizing – that this is probably who you're going to play in the second round. So you might want to play this team a little tough and try to figure them out. Um, and it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens here. It should be a great game uh, if both teams come out full of strength. And I honestly, I think the Cardinals are going to come out and try and win this game because there is still that outside shot where if they lose out and Green Bay wins out, Green Bay's been the two seed. Uh-huh. And Arizona doesn't want to lose that bye week. No, you don't want to – Arizona needs to be at home. But, but I can just see this. I mean, Seattle right now, and and tell me if I'm wrong, it, it looks like if Carolina's the one and Arizona's the two, Seattle gets in the playoffs, they'll be on the side with Arizona, wouldn't they? And Green Bay would be on the side with Carolina, which is good with me, fine with me. I don't want Seattle coming near me. 
<laughs> well, I mean, the problem with the NFL playoffs is they reset after each round. The seedings do. Whoever the you know lowest ranked seed is going into the divisional round is going to go to Carolina. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I think the best case scenario would be for Minnesota to beat Green Bay. So you guys play Minnesota, and Seattle has to go to Arizona. Yeah, that's but, what I was hoping. So, but yeah, here's I mean, the deal. You're playing, just, say it, just, just say if it ended like Seattle's a five and, it's, and Minnesota's a six, right? That's how mm-hmm. it ends up. So, so we have the division winners right there. Green Bay would play that first weekend, and who else are we talking about here? Uh, Green Bay and the other. Okay, just say it's the Eagles. Just say so. The Green Bay would play Minnesota, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're the higher, best seed, and then the Eagles would play Seattle. Say Seattle beats them, and Green Bay takes care of Minnesota. Then you have Seattle going to Arizona, and then you'd have Green Bay going to Carolina. Ooh, not a a Green Bay the three seed. Wow, uh, it's gonna be fun. But either way, if it, if that's in Carolina, Jonathan, I feel good about it. Honestly. Oh yeah, if, Carolina, if Carolina at home, at home. I think you're betting on no matter what, right? Yeah, yeah. I think no matter who they play, Carolina will be at least like. I think the closest team to Carolina in Carolina would be Arizona, and I think that would probably be about a field goal. I think Carolina would be a three point favorite over Arizona. I think Arizona would be about a three-point favorite over Carolina in Arizona. I think mm-hmm. Seattle would be about a, a four-point dog to Arizona in Arizona, and I think they'd be about a seven-point dog or five or six to Carolina. So there's a lot to think about. But Green Bay, here's the problem, Jonathan. They don't have enough. They don't have enough to to win this. You looked at? Have you looked at the Pro Bowl? Uh, have you looked at the Pro Bowl roster? No. Nah. No, I, I I can't bring myself. I saw Gerald McCoy got voted in and said it's a sham. Well, it's just it shows you the teams, the best teams in the NFL that we talk about and we love to watch so much. They're very well represented. And if you'd like to call in six four six seven one six five five six four, I know a lot of people don't don't call in on the holidays, Jonathan. But you know we had to do a show tonight. I'm sorry, but. Am I kicking your butt in the bowls yet? Am I kicking your butt in the bowl challenge? Excuse me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm on a I'm on a pretty good tear right now. Me too. I've lost a couple. I think I lost the. Uh, um, I, and remember, we're not doing winners. We're doing points, Brad. I think mm-hmm. I lost the Appalachian. I know I won that one. I I was started three and zero. And then I lost the Georgia State game, I believe, the Arkansas State game, and I think that's about it. I may have lost uh, one more, but I think I'm doing. I think we're about even. I think we're about even on that. But it's a long way to go. Three, four. You have four losses, and uh, oh wait, no, that's me. I have four losses. I had Georgia State, App State, Utah State, and, and no, Temp- yeah, Utah State, Temple, Northern Illinois. Wow, I have five. Gosh, I, I, I missed how many, did I, how many does I have? Two or three? Let's see. New Mexico is a winner. Utah is a winner. Ohio is a winner. Georgia State's a loss. Arkansas State's a loss. Um, Akron's a win. Toledo's a win. Boise's a Wow, two. Look at you. You're making me look bad, Brian. 
Hey, that's why I said, would you like to come pick against the king? That's what I try to tell people, and we'll see. You know, Jonathan, you could be my queen, man. Ooh, hey, easy. I don't think Mrs. Carvin would like that. <laughs> I'm joking. No, it's, it's a long way to go in this, in, in this bowl race, man. There's a long way to go. And, and it's hard when you're doing – you know, it's easy to pick a winner or a loser, Jonathan, but you and I are doing it. We're we're doing point spreads. That's tough. So at the end of the if if we end up sixty percent at the end of it, that's that's better than most any professional would do, you know. And that's mm-hmm. why I like to do it like that. I like I like to compare myself to the pros because I feel like I am a pro and I feel like you're a pro, you know, picking these games. People I don't care if you work at ESPN, you work at ESPN and I promise you this, Jonathan. You put our picks against theirs. Anybody out there, I guarantee you, our win percentage is higher. I've proven oh, it over oh, and yeah. over again. Oh. Mhm. I mean, I'm not bragging. I'm not trying to say I'm brag, but I said people put too much stock in. Well, well, Mark May said this, or Kurt Herbstreit said this, or Tom Harbin said this. How about that? You know, how do you like that? Hey, that's and, that's uh, what I'm, I'm saying, man. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be on ESPN today. I'm going to be on College Game Day. I'm going to knock Joey Galloway and all those other idiots off ESPN and just say, look, do you want some real guys? You bring us on. Do you want some real information or do you want these little puppets to sit up here and piss people off? But yeah, anyway, exactly. I mean, Danny, Danny Canal. And I don't care where he went to school. I don't care where he played. I'm sick of hearing about, well, your Danny. He's not my Danny Canal. Right, he did his PNs, A. B, he took Baylor to beat North Carolina in his bold pick challenge. Well, that's fine and dandy, except for the fact that there's number one receivers starting running back, first, second, and third string quarterback are out. Yeah, that's Danny Canal, though. You know, I'm sure he's got Michigan State to beat Alabama students. Well, I mean, I I do too. So really, yeah, I uh-huh. I, I had I to. I hope it does. I hope it does. But it, we'll see. But let's 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 talk about anything that you know. We start. You know, we got this weekend tomorrow. We got Cincinnati and San Diego State. Blah blah blah. But starting Saturday. You know, there's some good games on Saturday. I don't know, Nebraska, UCLA, it's got my interest in the Hobson 7 think I think that'll be a pretty entertaining game. You have Virginia Tech and Beamer's last last game. But is there anything else that excites you? I mean, Washington State and Miami, the line's only two and a half. Washington State's going to kill Miami, John. I think they'll walk the floor with them. Well, Miami's never had fun in the Sun Bowl. Um Last time they were there, it was Notre Dame, and I want to say Notre Dame beat them down about 48 nothing. So I could easily see a, a loss and a blowout loss for Miami, uh, especially with the interim coaching staff, and I hate Miami. So I hope they get blown yeah. out. Yeah, we all hate them. And then you got the Navy-Pitt game Monday. That ought to be pretty entertaining. And then the Golfers, the Golfers against – Central Michigan, that'll be a real barn burner. So over under is 48. Um, but then the real games start, you know, December 29th and the 30th. My Auburn Tigers in the Birmingham Bowl. 
don't know how they're going to do against the best quarterback coming into how they're going to come out and go into the draft. I don't know just yet without a defensive coordinator, but you know I'll be pulling for my my boys LSU seven over Texas Tech, um, North Carolina two and a half over Baylor. Let's say Mississippi State, NC State ought to be a pretty good game. Louisville, A and M. I mean A and M doesn't even have a quarterback. Southern Cal, Wisconsin. You got a bunch of. Uh, high school coaches out there going through a bunch of coaching changes. So anything that catches your eye out of those games I just talked about, I mean, it, it really doesn't start until December 31st to me. I mean, Auburn, December 30th, of course, but that game means nothing. I mean, it could be Gus Malzahn's first losing season ever. So that, that could symbolize something. If he loses, I think the hot seat gets hotter, Jonathan. Uh, I think we're right. I mean, that Auburn-Memphis game caught my eye. Uh, I've grown to enjoy watching Paxton Lynch over the past couple of years. Uh, he's been a real joy to watch. He's an excellent football player. Um, and I'm talking about him being, you know, a, a, a top-five pick in the NFL draft. Just blows my mind. Uh, you know, hats off to him. Uh, LSU-Texas Tech catches my eye because it's two contracting styles. I think that's always fun to watch. Which style is going to win out, the ground and pound or the air it out? Ground and pound usually usually wins out here. Um, how many yards does Fournette run for? I think 300 is not out of the question, believe it or not. Um, I mean, but I, yeah, mean, I wish Baylor was healthy. I just wish Baylor was healthy. Because if Baylor was healthy, this North Carolina-Baylor game could be one of the greatest bowl Ooh. games we've witnessed. You talking about the over under at eighty? If that if that was the case, you know, and you know it, Jonathan. This is sixty nine now, but I mean, could you imagine? I, I agree. The only other game that would be better is that Oregon TCU game. That's an amazing mm-hmm. matchup right there to me. And it that's is, a, it's a great matchup. Did a great job picking that game. Um, uh, you know, matching those two opponents up. I think that's a game a lot of people wanted to see. Well, Jonathan, I want to run through the SEC with you real quick. You tell me win or loss. Let's figure out where the SEC is going to line up, and we'll try to do some Big Ten or ACC real quick. LSU, Texas Tech, do you have LSU? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead with LSU. Okay, there's one to know. All right, the next time Auburn and Memphis, I think you have Memphis, right? I, I, I do. All right, I'm going to take Auburn. So, at this point, the SEC's two and zero in my opinion, and one and one in yours. Mississippi State, North Carolina State. Oh, that's going to be a good game. Um, Who's the game being played at? Uh, Charlotte. Uh, in, in North game, Carolina really State. North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I go with them. They got the home crowd. Well, I'm going with Prescott because this is his last game. I mean, I, I just don't think he's going out a loser. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have three and zero. Oh, you have two, you have one, one and two. Mm-hmm. All right, A and M Louisville. I'm gonna go with Louisville and go ahead and end the SEC's undefeated streak. Yeah. So I there's agree. three and one and one and three. Mm. Wow, we're way off here, man. And um, Alabama, Michigan State. I'm going Bama. I'm going Michigan State, and that's a little homer. Um, it's more of give me Michigan State and the 10 points, and we'll see if the money line gets there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I would rather take the money line. So I have the SEC four and one here. You're one and four. Um, Tennessee Northwestern. I'm going with Tennessee to make five and one. Tennessee in a blowout. All right, you keep up with yours now. So you're two and four, and mm-hmm. I'm five and one. Um, Florida Michigan. I've got to go with Michigan in this game. Michigan in a blowout. So what is that? Five and three. For me, and uh, a two and five. Okay, so I've got Florida losing. I've got Florida losing, and A and M's that's two. So how many games is that? It's hard to do this when you're. We're, we're so let's end. do it. We're, like we're on opposite end. Okay, so I'm so I'm five and two. Okay, mm-hmm. um, we got Ole Miss, Oklahoma State. I think Ole Miss beats the piss out of them. So do I. So they're six and two for me. Georgia, Penn State, I've got Georgia. I think you have to go with Georgia, don't you? I do. So that's seven and two. Arkansas, Kansas State, Arkansas. I got Arkansas oh, at eight. So that's eight eight and two for the SEC, which is respectable. And if they win the national championship, that'd be nine and two. Very good bowl season. But what if what if Florida figures something out? You know, their defense is good, don't get me wrong. What if they shut down Michigan and special teams or something with this game? Don't, don't count out Florida just yet against Michigan with a month off. So that's why I'm trying to let people know these bowl games are a little tricky sometimes. We remember the Florida team that couldn't even get a first down. But what happened with, you know, with Florida's quarterback situation over a month? Jonathan. I mean, I just don't have a lot of faith in Michigan is what I'm trying to say. Oh, well, you know, I have I have a close friend who actually works inside of uh, uh, of Michigan, and we've had discussions, and he said that that's a fully focused, ready-to-go football team. And I, I have no reason to not believe him. I know Harbaugh wants to win this bowl game badly, just like he wants to win every game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, Florida just lost Alex McAllister. He's their best pass rusher. Uh, he just uh, got kicked off the team. So, and from what I heard, uh, if you're going pro, uh, McElwain Whitman's the guy's practice last week if you've already announced that you're entering the NFL draft. So, I think there's going to be some issues with Florida. I think they're going to try and break in some young guys, and they're going to have some serious throwing pains. And let's be honest, bet against Tron Harris anytime you can. He's dreadful. Yeah. I think I'm going to go ahead and lock in Michigan, but but Florida, you're going to see how Will Muschamp recruited next year. You're going to see when all these guys go to the NFL that he recruited for the most part. You're going to see McElwain see and see what he can do. I really don't have much faith in him. I mean, do you? I mean, everybody thinks he's Joey Dizzy and these guys act like he's the best coach in the SEC now. I'm sorry, he's not. He's not. He's a joke. I mean, he just took over a great defense that Muschamp had installed. It's not like. He, you know, went ahead and reinvented the wheel here. The offense was still a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the offense, the offense was looked worse. Yeah, I mean, it was worse. What did McElwain do? I mean, he got the SEC East <laughs> on a down year and didn't have any tough out of conference games until he got to Florida State. Yeah. And he got a quarterback on steroids to cheat the first half of the season to make sure those tougher SEC East games he could win, right? And then he, yeah. and then they suspended the guy. I mean, really, that's what happened. They had a quarterback cheating, 
and uh, which allowed them to to beat Ole Miss and Tennessee, and then they're in the SEC championship game. So he hasn't done anything. I think Florida's in a lot worse position now than they were. So we're not going to go through all the games. We're going to save these for Sunday night. But I'm, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking forward to that Ohio State Notre Dame game. I'm even looking forward to the West Virginia Arizona State game, Stanford Iowa. I mean, there's some great football games out there, Jonathan. If we can just get to December 30th, we're gonna we're gonna be able to watch a lot of football. What sucks for me is I work New Year's Eve, and I'm gonna be missing the Houston Florida State game, and uh, not gonna get to see that. But I will be home hopefully in time to watch the the semifinal game. So that's a good thing. And then Friday, the January 1st, you think, okay, no football, no, wrong. You've got Tennessee Northwestern, Ohio State, uh, Notre Dame. What's weird about that, Jonathan, it's 8 o'clock in out west at that time. I don't really like – why couldn't that be a night game? Yeah, I don't understand that either. It usually is. Uh, I, I, it's a rare uh, – in my eyes, it's a rare mix by the, by the committee and the way they scheduled – um, I'm just I'm not a fan of that. Same thing with Chick Label. The Chick Label has always, always led up to the ball drop, and now they decided they're going to yeah. change that up this year. I'm not a fan of that whatsoever. No players. Here's the deal: they should outlaw noon games anyway. And and what I mean is like all the even in the regular season, these players are not ready to play at that time. It's hard. It's hard for the fans to get into it. But, I mean, I would rather, if you're going to swap and be honest with it, you got to have the Rose Bowl at five. That's just, you, you have to do that. You can't, you can't change the time of the Rose Bowl. But why not let Ole Miss and Oklahoma State play that, that noon game in New Orleans and then let Notre Dame, Ohio State play that evening game? Um, that's just the way I see it. I mean, they, you should be rewarded. You're, Notre Dame and, and and Ohio State were up for the playoffs all the way through, and and you reward them, right? You don't put them into some noon game that means nothing. I mean, to them, I mean it's just it's just stupid. I, you know, the Outback Bowls and all that stuffs at noon. We get that. That's just the the price you pay. The Capital One Bowl or Citrus Bowl. Now those are we we know those are at twelve and one o'clock. But these these games against some premier teams like Notre Dame and Ohio State. And, they need to be night games, and I'm I'm very disappointed in that. And so am I. I really they should be prime time games that way everybody can see them. And you know, New Year's Day is always supposed to be loaded with bowl games, and the fact they decided to split them up this year, I think, is just it, it's disappointing. And, and I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. They really need to reevaluate that, and I think they're going to see. I think there's going to be a little bit of a rating hit this year. Um, and you know maybe this committee will readjust. Uh, it's just it's 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 unforgivable that you're going to have big games like Oklahoma mm-hmm. and Clemson at four o'clock, and people are going to miss half the game because of what? Yeah, um, and we'll see um, that that rating droppage. And we're we're about to get off here in a minute. But what do you think about Kansas and basketball, man? They look good, don't they? Uh, Kansas is definitely getting better. It's a young team. They're progressing. Um, I was very happy with the win last night. Uh, you know, I had a, I, I had a, a, a good feeling about that game. It was a low line, and, I mean, I hit. And that's all that matters to me. As long as the team covers their spread, I'm going to be very happy with them. 
Yeah, Auburn loses to Xavier like we talked about. They blew them out. They were supposed to. They're at number six now. Um, mm-hmm. Duke, number 10, Kentucky, 11. Kentucky and Duke. Kentucky's problem, they don't have that big man, you know. But I'm very happy to see Michigan State up there at number one. I love Tom Izzo. I love that program, man. You couldn't ask for a better uh, coaching program, Jonathan, than watching Tom Izzo at Michigan State. How does he do it year in and year out? I mean, he's one of the best coaches that uh, I you know we've had the privilege to watch. Um, and like a year in year out, he does it. He does a phenomenal job. Very impressed by what Izzo can do. Um, you know, this is only a team that's going to get better and better, and that's the best part about it is that this you know they just keep improving. Uh, they just lost Denzel Valentine, who I consider to be the best player on the team. They're going to lose him for a little while due to a knee injury. Sounds like two or three weeks. So we'll see how uh, they're able to handle that. But I think that right now, this, oh, it's going to hurt them. There's no doubt about that. But I think they can get through because I think this is such a well-coached team that they're going to be able to overcome that. They struggled in their first game with Adam against Oakland. Um, and there's no doubt about that. Oakland's a pesky team year in, year out in Michigan State, being you know, an in-state rival. So we'll, we'll see how Michigan State gets through. Um, I'm interested to see how Duke grows. It's a, Duke's a very young team. They're just going to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, losing Neil Jefferson didn't hurt. And I think North Carolina is a good year. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same as last year. Duke started peaking at the right time. Carolina's a real good team. Oh, very, very, Xavier's very a good real good team. Xavier, watch out for them, man. Yeah, they – uh, they look real good. And, and I, I saw they beat Bama just as bad as they beat us, you know, so it wasn't as bad, you know. Once I, yeah, you did warn me. You said <laughs> you did. That line was about 17 as well, like you said, too. So they covered it. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Xavier's just playing so well right now at such a high level. I like it. I like it. Well, Jonathan, man, I hate to rush you, but – um, Merry Christmas to you. We will be on Sunday. Don't don't get me wrong. We're going to talk about all the bowl games, and we're going to be ready to go through each of them thoroughly. I know we we barely touched them, you know, and and went over them like that. But let's we're, we're going to pound it on Sunday night. All these games. So hopefully, all these college football junkies like us will join us. So I'll promote the show and give it to people a few days notice. Unlike tonight, where I just do a show up like I've been doing. So, <laughs> anyway, Jonathan, thanks for being the co-host, man. Thanks for being loyal, showing up, and uh, Merry Christmas. And I'm sure we'll talk before next week's show or Sunday's show. As always, Brian, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Um, I hope y'all have a splendid time, and I look forward to talking to you soon. All right, you too, bud. Everybody out there, Merry Christmas. God bless. Enjoy your time. All right, y'all. Have a great one.